Metu Netter, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tehuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 11, The Ten Stages of Initiation. Beginning page, bottom page 142, level 1, stage 2 of initiation. Shahu Division of the Spirit, Sphere 8, Sebek. At this stage, the teacher provides the, ins- the initiate with a new set of definitions, descriptions, and explanations for what life is, for what is life, what are emotions, etc. In short, the teacher redefines the basic ideas operating in the life of the student. Before this, All of the individual's beliefs are based on the identification with the person. We have already seen that up to this point, the individual has been victimized by the host of illusions, segregative thinking, and rationalizations of emotions due to the operation of the lower faculties making up the person. Now his beliefs must be redefined using the Ausurian self-identity as their basis. The reshaping of one's belief system in light of the identification with the indwelling intelligence that is at the center of all our mental and bodily processes is called the opening of the way. It is important to understand that in reality we don't learn how to grow spiritually. We learn how to remove the impediments to the coming to the foreground of our submerged divine self, i.e. wrong ideas close the door to the full operation of the self and the life of the individual. One cannot overstate the fact that the indwelling intelligence was not intended to be limited to operating your background mental process and involuntary bodily functions and as it is omniscient it cannot be taught the reform sebekin faculty reflecting rationalizations based on one's true self ausar is called up ap uat the opener of the way The way is a symbol for our beliefs and ideas as conduits of the course of our lives. As we so believe, we so act. As we act, so goes our destiny, according to our uninformed Sebekin faculty set. We are in the habit of rationalizing our actions according to our, our identifications with our person. We would, for example, firmly believe that we could not help doing so, and so because of the way we felt or didn't feel, etc. Can you imagine the indwelling self running the body according to whims and feelings? Surely its functions must be based on divine law and order. Ma'at, the fourth sphere. This process of redefining the belief system of the student is made very difficult by the use of our everyday language. Most African societies of initiates process secret languages for such purposes of one of the reasons for this is that such languages create order in the thinking of the person through their semantical structures. 
we get glimpses of this in some of the South African languages in which the categorical word for God, Muntu, is the same for man. As a result of using such languages for our thinking, we are able without conscious effort to keep in our awareness the facts of our true nature. If your language constantly reminds you that yourself shares the same qualities as God, by using the same term for both, if it reminds you of the difference between being informed and knowing, by using clearly distinct terms for each, it facilitates the process of spiritual development. If we use our everyday language, we have to rely on personal definitions of the terms that we use. I have found it necessary in this book to establish such special usages of the term like person for the lower part of the being, spheres 7 through 10, and self for the higher part of being, spheres 0 to 3, and so on. Another benefit of such languages is to be found in the close relationship to the language of the words of power. These languages use many devices, some of which are known as gematria, no, noticon, temura, etc., in order to hide the words of power in the body of other words and to serve as a mnemonic device to the initiate. Take, for example, the name of the deity of wisdom, Tehuti. It conceals the mantra, who. The comedic cosmology states that the god of the senses is who. Now it is well known that the highest goal of meditation cannot be achieved unless thinking is stilled. So this heiku word of power is used to quiet the senses as their operations stimulate thought activity. This fact will constantly remind the initiate that wisdom is achieved by stilling the thinking process to enable our omniscience to come to the foreground. Similarly, the comedic phrase for I am is ank or anuk, which is a transposition of the haku ank ang. Each and every time the comedic initiate says, I am, he is reminded that this is, I am, is the same qualitatively as the supreme being. Although classical Latin and Greek that are used for saying mass lack the same degree of cogency and have no relation to words of power, it is the basis of these principles that the Catholic Church has reserved them for their masses in Litanies. In the same manner, the mediumistic or hypnotic trance was used in the preceding stage to reestablish the proper self-identity. So it must be used to establish these new definitions as operatives in the spirit mind of the of the individual. Comprehending them is not enough. This is why people find themselves doing things that they are convinced they should not do. It is why the mere reading of scriptures and hearing sermons is not enough to do much to alter people's behavior. The inclination of this new set of values into the spirit serves additional functions. 
Ideas and beliefs only have power to influence our lives when they have been charged with emotional force. Expertise in mediation will reveal that emotions are primarily states of mediumistic trance. It is the state independent thinking and the will are to a large degree paralyzed and consciousness is withdrawn from the external plane. The idea or image in the sphere of awareness becomes the reality of the moment. That is why people who in reality know better cannot at the moment of the powerful emotion rescue themselves. Why do some people lose control at the sight of a picture of a serpent, spider, etc.? Why do most people lose their common sense during emotional moments? How about the profusion of wise thoughts that visit you only when you are dealing with other people's problems? The mediumistic trance of which emotions represent a variety is akin to the state of dreaming and death. And the guide of our behavior as such times is the idea or belief associated with the emotional complex. For example, what we call anger is a negative mediumistic trance in which the guiding factor is the image of our person carrying out some antisocial act. Perhaps the idea that we are angry, etc. These negative thought energy complexes are symbolized as set and our pep in the Kemetan tradition. The positive thoughts are symbolized by the deity and Pu, and uh, the guide of the dead, i.e. it corresponds to the positive thoughts that must guide us when we are in the grips of an emotion. Since the will and the independent thinking will be, by degrees, paralyzed, according to the strength of the emotion, our only guide is such moments at such moments are the thoughts reprogrammed into our behavioral patterns. Once the work of the stage of initiation is completed, the initiate will be imprevious to the visitation of any emotional craving or temptation. This is why it is said that the Ampu is the embalmer of Ausar, i.e., he renders him incorruptible during the fourth stage of the initiation. We will see how this process truly unfolds. Level two, I mean, level one, stage three, the initiation. Stage three of initiation. Shahu division of the spirit, sphere seven, het eru. Once the initiate's belief system has been brought into harmony with truth, he is ready for the intensification of the life force of spiritual power in order to raise the consciousness to the higher parts of the spirit. This power, which is called Kundalini by the blacks of India, Ra by the Kometans, Shekinah by the Canaanites, Eros, Eros by the Greeks, though misunderstood, libido by the psychoanalysts, though misunderstood, is none other than our life force. The arousal of Ra, our life force, to the point of manifesting psychic phenomena, prophecy, clairvoyance, psychic healing, etc., 
and rising consciousness to the higher parts of the spirit can take place when we are experiencing intense pleasure, extreme joy, heightened sexual excitement, orgasm, ecstatic trance, etc. It is of great importance to note that all of the intense pleasures that man can experience, only two orgasms and ecstatic trance can be deliberately induced. This explains the fundamental nature of black religious practices, which are centered around ecstatic trance. It also explains the sex-based ritual systems that are widely disseminated throughout the so-called pagan religions of the world. It also explains the heavy use of music and festivities. All het eru correspondences in religious ceremonies and meditation. The reader must recall that the stage, this stage of initiation belongs to het eru. The venuation deity, goddess of art, festivities, joy, etc. of Kemet. While in the first stage of initiation, the initiate's trance is dedicated to the establishing devotion of realizing Ausar as the embodiment of his self. And in the second stage, his trance is dedicated to impregnating into the spirit a belief system that is in harmony with truth. In this stage, the trance is dedicated to the manifesting and intense joy for those earthly goals that are in harmony with the new belief system implanted during the second stage. A clue to the function of emotions is provided by its etymological structure. It is the energy of move of, or moving principle or work capable factor that has the power to overcome the resistance of physical matter. A law of nature is that all activities require energy. There is no achievement of the will without energy and no extraordinary achievement of the will without an intensification of the power of the nervous system or without intense emotional pleasure. There is a very important story in one of the chief scriptures of Rudra based on religion of the blacks of India. It tells of how the great joy, the great yogi Vashista, who was very skilled in the orthodox teachings of yoga, who after 6,000 to 10,000 years of yogic exercises, fasting, and aestheticism had been unable to bring forth his spiritual power, Kundalini, into full manifestation. But he was about to give up and curse the goddess, declaring that it was all a hoax, when Tara appeared to him and told him that he could not manifest the mother in her full glory because he was practicing in the wrong manner. He should go to Machina and learn correct the correct method. When he got there, he found the god Vishnu intoxicated and in an ecstatic embrace with a beautiful maiden, forgetting that it was the deity itself that he was speaking to. Vashista 
criticize Vishnu for engaging in practices that went against the sacred teachings of Vishnu, challenge Vashista to prove how and why sex was not sacred. After Vashista was not able to prove his point, Vishnu explained to him that during the sexual act, he and his yogini were involved in intense visualization aimed at preserving the world from extinction, while the sexual energy provided the motive force to achieve the goal of the visualization. He then initiated Vashista into the great Kula Yoga ritual of the blacks of India, thus enabling him to achieve this goal and bringing forth the goddess fully effulgent as 10,000 suns, S-U-N-S. This is the basis of the tantric yoga system of the blacks who gave India the world the yogic teachings. In this book of re- in this book, Reflections on the Tantras, Sudakar Chattopadhyaya, page 13, states, quote, the, Then the Sadaka initiate should worship the goddess in her, the female partner, private parts according to the prescribed manner. The worshiper should then resort to breathing practices that remain ever calm in the mind, thinking that the mother goddess is there, end quote. Although the teachers of yoga in the West have remained silent on the subject, all such procedures as pressing the heels against the pubic area and the perineum during breathing practices and the buddhins are primarily measures to help suppress ejaculation. All that have as their objective the rising of kundalini must be practiced during the sexual ritual most of what appears as separate practices of yoga are in reality segregated parts of the integral system the Aryan ignorance and contempt for certain aspects of yoga uh, black creation was the cause of their acts of selection and rejection of parts from the system that are in harmony with their thinking. Imagine having functional parts of a television set, but the parts are not hooked up together. This is the state of the world of practice yoga. While engaging in sexual intercourse, the couple concentrates on visualizing a goal, success in a career of the husband or the wife or both, for example, before and during the ceremony, judicious well, will, will use will be made of certain foods and drinks with aphrodisiac properties in order to realize the greatest ecstasy possible. The association of the image of the objective with the sexual ecstasy serves to keep the image constantly in one's awareness and in is it with great power to attract to the individual in an occult manner. 
the resources to achieve the goal. Do not pleasurable experiences keep reflecting themselves in our awareness, motivating us to renew the experience. This is the great secret for maintaining oneself motivated, which is a major key to success in any undertaking. It is this principle that advertising experts are using when they advertise a car with a beautiful half-clad woman or pictures of political candidates with the word sex embedded in such a manner that it is not visible to normal visual, vision, etc. We pagans would rather mediate on transcending our lower nature and manifest our divinity during sex than dwell on the physical sensation of the act let alone use it to sell candidates, crackers, and cards. It is not the latter truly prostitution of the spirit, an experience that is so alien to Westerners in the breaking out of a person having sex into trance possession by a deity or an ancestor. Instead of the usual, I love you, how sweet you are, etc., the person now possessed with the deity engages in psychic healing, prophecy, moral admonitions, counseling, warnings, giving guidance, relating to the meditation goal, or some heavy theological abstractions, if they only knew who, in reality, is the pagan. Once this part of the spirit has been developed through repetitions of the Kula Yoga ritual, the initiate finds himself spontaneously and readily manifest in ecstasy during revelations that occur to him throughout the normal course of living. This development accentuates the importance of the two preceding initiation stages. Had his belief system not changed in the preceding stage, he would find himself becoming ecstatic about wrong ideas. What if he had not placed himself humbly under his teacher's guidance in the first stage of initiation? He would not have been receptive to the reformulation of his belief system in stage two. The result would be that once he learned how to empower his imaginations through ritual sex and other means of arousing the life force, he would find himself giving power to all kinds of false beliefs. The outcome is predictable. Our spiritual power is divine, by the Kemetic and Black Indian tradition as an expression of the solar force. And like the solar force, it nurtures all that is within us. It does not discriminate between the harmful and beneficial beliefs. This is the chief danger of Kundalini yogis warn students in relationship to the arousal of Kundalini. One is going nowhere spiritually without arousing Ra and one is courting all kinds of problems, persistent obsession with false ideas, insanity, if one attempts to arouse it without a teacher. We must take note that the fact of the ritualistic use of sex is not the only means of arousing one's spiritual power. It can be done with the mere repetition of words of power, through the use of drugs, and through the employment of Hatha, yogic sexual self-stimulation. This is Asvini Mudra, in which the perineum is contracted and relaxed throughout the visualization, coordinated with breathing. This is the muscle that we contract when we want to stop our urine in midstream. It also undergoes automatic 
contractions during sexual excitement and orgasm. Achievement of the goal by meditating with words of power by themselves requires so much time and so many meditations that it is not practical for the majority of people. Yet, when such methods are combined with Kula Yoga, success is attained in a short time. For the first use of drugs to aid in the achievement of ecstatic trance, the price of damage to one's uh, health, the social status makes this a poor option. Not only does the sexual ritual approach lead to a speedier success, it also helps to emancipate the practitioners from the physical side of sex as their attention never dwells on the sexual act itself. For example, the Kamak, the Kamyak Yatantra instructs that the practitioner must not allow himself to lose his semen throughout the ritual, which usually lasts for 72 hours in which the participant must remain in sexual embrace. They must concentrate on chanting the words of power and perform the visualizations of meditation objective. Furthermore, the woman must be seen as the embodiment of the female aspect of God and the man as the masculine. Students of Hinduism, the Aryan biased mixture of Indo-European religion with that of blacks of India might protest claiming that the extinction of desires and emotions is the true means of achieving spiritual liberation. But this is pure spiritual, philosophical, and scientific ignorance. Our emotions are none other than the expression of an activity or of our spiritual energy. Not only is it impossible to extinguish it, but its suppression results in the diminution of our libido and overall ability to meet the demands of the world. Physicians are very well aware of detrimental effects of that suppression of pleasure has upon the endocrine organs, especially the noads. In fact, the noads are the organs represented by Het Eru. Her name literally means house, Het, of Eru, the libido, erotic force, sexual vitality that supports the will. The proper care of the Noad's prostate in the man, ovaries in the woman, and the judicious cultivation of pleasure builds up our libido, the power behind our will, ambition, psychic power, etc. Unlike the Aryan religions, which is typical, Sebekan fashion, segregate pleasure from the divine black religions have always understood that spiritual liberation depends on assigning the proper place to teach to each thing in the world. The quest for pleasure must not lead us. Pleasurable acts are to be allowed only after they have been investigated and found to be conformity with truth and always in due measure. Can you imagine the effect on a people's consciousness and spirituality of every time they engage in sex, their attention was directed to the achievement of a spiritual goal? What if they thought of themselves as engaging not in mere carnal act, but as divine beings using the energy of the lower part of their spirit to bring forth the higher? Do you know why there are so many 
neurosis and sexual perversions in Western society. We are not dealing here with the schools of thought. Our sexual energy, which is the driving force of all of our accomplishments, spiritual and mundane, is an expression of the universe, creative power of nature, God. Misunderstand it, misuse it, suppress it if you want, but you will have no say when it avenges itself on you. Another important skill that is developed in this stage is the creative use of the imagination. We have already described the function as the coordinator of the shaping forces of the events in our lives. When we take a belief into a state of trance and elaborate upon it, it is in our imagination unknown to us we are manipulating and coordinating the forces that are responsible for shaping the event. This takes place regardless of whether the goal is harmful or undesirable or beneficial to us. The imagination will organize the power of the spirit to make the goal a reality. This is one of the reasons for the work during the preceding stage. If the initiate increases the creative power of his imaginative faculty without first realigning his belief system, the truth, his wayward beliefs will direct his imagination to all sorts of harmful ends. Take, for existence, the persons who believe that the falling of love, falling in love process is beyond their control. These people who are the ones who are vulnerable to identify to infidelity while married are not aware that this is their self-image identified with the person that is the cause of their falling in love. If a thing like this can happen with the normal amount of spiritual power, imagine what would happen to individuals with a great deal of spiritual power, but wrong beliefs. Success in this initiation stage gives the initiate the ability to achieve all minor undertakings, many of which are not so minor, primarily through the use of his ecstatic trance empowered imagination. This is why Venus, the planetary correspondence to Het Eru, is called the fortune of Menor. The worst thing is that the initiate can do is to stop at this point in his work. He will eventually discover that as he arouses his raw force of greater activity, that it will begin to reawaken the erroneous beliefs and harmful desires that were set aside in the Sebek initiation. Unless he moves on to the next level, he will discover that Het Eru's external beauty conceals a most foul internal corruption. The third stage of initiation marks the completion of the preparation of the initiate for higher initiation. We must note that thus far, the initiate has not been directed to confront his lower nature. In fact, the method around it was one of the one of the parasian. The initiate entered into mediumistic trance, which has the significant property of silencing thoughts and energies of resistance to change, and was then presented with a new belief system calculated to replace the false doctonomies and wayward beliefs in his spirit. But this replacement is only temporary, for no spiritual growth has yet taken place. The key is to understanding why the 
the key <clears throat> the key is to understanding why the lower nature has not been challenged resides in the fact that the three faculties involved spheres 987 are feminine i.e. receptive to the animal spirit their planetary symbols are the moon cold moist mercury dry cold and venus cold moist the cold yin quality that they share symbolizes the heat sexual passion for the life force is not yet strong enough the third triad of planets that corresponds to the fears wherein the next of initiations will take place are are all hot heru six fear the sun hot dry heru Kuti, fifth sphere, Mars, hot, dry. Ma'at, fourth sphere, Jupiter, hot, moist. This heat makes them masculine, unreceptive to the animal spirit. For consciousness to function through them, the libido must be raised. The key to understanding why spiritual growth has not taken place, even if there has been a successful replacement of negative behavior, it is due to the fact that the initiate has not yet become awakened. We must again take note of the coldness of the three faculties involved. It is no mere metaphor, for as we know, the body cools down to allow us to sleep and heats up to allow us to waken. Changes in our behavior can only be credited towards spiritual growth if we do the work ourselves. So far, it is done for us by the initiator while we are in the state of medium-mystic, receptive, hypnotic trance. Here ends the reading on page 152 of chapter 11, The Ten Stages of Initiation. And that was... Stage one or level three, stage two, stage of the initiation, and stage three of the initiation.